Welcome back to Scarlet and Maze Basketball Edition. Basketball is coming. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. It's real soon. So, all right, what we're going to do right now is best case, worst case. So, Zach, you're going to talk about best case scenario for Ohio State this season, worst case for Ohio State this season, uh, and then I will do the same thing for Michigan. Yeah. Um, so, the best case scenario is a Final Four in my mind. OSU plays through EJ Liddell, and he has the best season of his career. And they, the new players and the established players really have good chemistry. And the worst case scenario is that doesn't happen and they have another first round exit or first weekend exit because under Holtman, they haven't gotten out of the first weekend. Worst case scenario is that that happens again. And I think Holtman really needs to, to establish himself as a great coach and needs to get out of the first weekend. Dang. I mean, yeah, I'd agree. Uh, for Michigan, worst case I said Devontae Jones doesn't work out and Frankie Collins isn't ready to play point guard uh, at this level yet. Hunter Dickinson can still only finish over one shoulder and Michigan has spacing issues with Dickinson on the court at the same time as Johns or Giabate because there's not enough shooting. Um, and worst case, there just isn't enough outside shooting, period. That's like my main concern for this team is just not enough players to make outside shots. Yeah. Uh, maybe freshman Caleb Houston doesn't make a high percentage. Maybe Eli Brooks is the only one making anything from deep. Uh, and That's then I, th- I think they'd still make the tournament, but not not in like an exciting, oh, they might have a run type of way. That's one thing that I really like about the Buckeyes is they can shoot really well up, up and down the lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, best case, Devontae Jones is a much different guy. He has a much different body. Much different skill set than Mike Smith did. Uh, he probably doesn't shoot as well from the outside as Smith did, but he finishes a lot better inside the arc. Uh, so if he does that, he could collapse the defense a little to kick it out to Caleb Houston, to Eli Brooks for three, or dump it down to Dickinson or Giabate for a dunk. Uh, best case scenario, Kobe Bufkin is too good to keep off the court and spends time at the one, two, and three at different points. Uh, I do think... The absolute ceiling, they, I think they could win the whole thing if things come together. Uh, so let's, I hope that happens. But <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, prediction. So Ohio State, uh, I think before the next time we're able to record a basketball episode, they have four games, Akron, Niagara, Bowling Green, and Xavier. Uh, I'll let you go first, but we're going to just predict those four games, and then if we have any, any thoughts, because it's... Yeah. It's the bad part of the season with no real games yet. but Yeah, so in those four games, Xavier is the one that stands out to me as the toughest game. Mm-hmm. Xavier's always had a solid basketball program. They had a struggled last year a bit, finishing 13-8. and eight. But, yeah, in that case, I like the Buckeyes to go 4-0, and oh, and I'm looking forward to see how the new backcourt gels with the established one court, like I said. Yeah, no, I agree with everything you said. I think they go 4-0. Oh. I don't think any of them are close. I'm looking forward to see uh, Ohio State not have Dwayne Washington <laughs> this year. Uh, I do like EJ Liddell. When he – like there were rumors he might leave, and I was like, ooh, come to Michigan. Oh, like I, I love rumors he's going to transfer? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even see that. He I mean, would, He I, entered the draft. Yeah, yeah. And like backed out of it or whatever. Right. I mean, it was just rumors. I think he said the whole time he wasn't going to leave maybe. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I like EJ Liddell a lot. If yeah. it weren't it's, for... It's funny uh, you say that about Washington, about that, like, you're excited to see them without Washington. I'm, 
like I love Dwayne Washington, but I honestly think that they can peak more and be better without Washington because he was so he was so confident with his shot and his game that it wasn't as consistent as his confidence, and I think he hurt us a lot of times. Isn't it crazy? Uh, I think it was. It may not have been the last shot of the game, but late in the year, Aaron Henry airballed the jumper for Michigan State. Dwayne Washington airballed a shot for Ohio State. Franz Wagner airballed a three for Michigan. All in the tournament. All yep. in their last games. Wow. Just crazy. Um, yeah, no, I mean, part of the reason that Dwayne Washington, I can't wait for him to leave. Or, you know, he's already gone, but he just he played so well against Michigan. Yeah. That just sucked. Uh, Michigan plays Buffalo, Prairie View, A&M, Seton Hall, and... That's it. Uh, but Seton Hall actually plays Ohio State suit too coming up, so that could be interesting. Uh, I actually think Michigan is going to struggle a little bit early as they gel, figure it out, especially uh, offensively. It'll be interesting to see if Brooks and Houston can make the shots they're supposed to make. Yeah. Uh, but then also, uh, Kobe Bufkin had a lot of hype. And then to be honest, I was a little underwhelmed in their exhibition. It was also a really terrible stream and it was an exhibition game, yeah. exhibition game and Speaking whatever of the exhibition games there was one clip that I saw of EJ Liddell shooting a three from way out and splashing it mm. from Ohio State's logo is huge because they got the whole like they got the Ohio State logo and then got like the like shading of the state of Ohio behind it so like it's a big logo but he was on the logo when he shot it that's too bad um <laughs> But, yeah, so I'm excited to see if Bufkin or Adrian TikTok Nunez. Uh, there's rumors that Nunez is going to play more, basically to help provide more outside shooting since that's the one thing he was supposed to be able to do <laughs> super well. Um, or somebody else, I don't know. Devontae Jones, I think, could be better than expected from three um, just because I think he's going to get better looks than he did the rest of his career up until this point, and he hasn't been a bad shooter. Mm -hmm. So if he's getting better looks... He has better teammates. Uh, I think he could shoot better. I'm excited to go to the Seton Hall game at Chrysler, uh, in part to see Seton Hall so that I can successfully predict a Seton Hall upset over Ohio State, <laughs> hopefully. But no, I think Michigan goes 3-0. and I don't think any end close. Um, yeah. I do think they might struggle out of the gate a little bit for the season and then out of some of the games. Probably not uh, Prairie View A&M. Probably not Buffalo, maybe Seton Hall. Yeah. Uh, if they lose one of the three, obviously it would probably be Seton Hall, but uh, I think they'll struggle a little bit, but I think they'll go 3 0. Yeah, I mean, Michigan's established one of the best teams in the country. They're, what, sixth preseason ranking, and they're, I don't see a real challenge here. I mean, they're going to go 3 0. I could see them struggling, like you said, and I'm going to obviously make sure I watch the Seton Hall game to see how good Seton Hall is. Yeah. Uh, so we have to give three hot takes. Okay. Uh, we'll alternate. I'll let you go first. Okay. I think EJ Liddell can be the best player in the big 10 with Dwayne Washington gone with, uh, Liddell being the clear number one scorer on that offense and the offense being run through him. I think he has a chance to establish him as the best player in the conference. Dang. I think he shoots the ball really well. He's got great moves down low. I think he is just a baller. I agree. He'd score a lot of points this year. I think that is a hot take because I really disagree with it. But <laughs> hot take for me, number one, this ends up being Tom Izzo's last or second to last year. Ooh. So 
I think they, they come out hot against bad teams, Ooh, like usual. They get beat by the good teams early on. Usually that happens. Uh, and then they'll make the tournament as a better-than-deserved seed based mainly off Izzo being the coach. And then they're going to lose in the opening weekend again. Uh, Lil' Man Izzo gets even more fatigued-looking by the end of the year as strongly considers hanging it up. We'll see. Wow. That's... I can feel the heat on that take. Right? It's a hot take. <laughs> I mean, he's getting up there in age. Yeah, he might feel the heat too, and it's a lot easier for him because he doesn't have to bend down. He's just right there. He's short. <laughs> okay. He makes me feel tall, and that <laughs> feels good. All right. Um, so my second hot take is, although both coaches, Chris Holtman and Juwan Howard, have exceeded expectations in their first few years at their respective programs, um, I think they have yet to establish themselves as elite-level coaches Holtman seems to always outperform the preseason expectations, and Howard has taken Michigan recruiting to the next level. But Holtman is yet to make out of the first weekend of the NCAA tournament, and Howard has struggled against his rivals being only 2-2 two and two against Michigan State, and they haven't been great when he's been there, and being 1-3 and three against Ohio State. Okay. I, I'm like just fighting trying to defend Joan Howard. But, <laughs> no, I uh, think he's a great I coach. I, just, I don't know if he's established himself as elite level yet. Yeah. I mean, he I mean, he made it to Elite Eight without his best player. That's impressive, but... Well, and I would argue his first year, they met expectations, and that was with Isaiah Livers, the best player, being hurt for half the season. Yeah. Which, so if you adjust the expectations when he get got hurt, I would say he exceeded the adjusted expectations. Yeah. He met expectations without his best player, then made the Elite Eight without that same best player the yeah. next year, does, and does, won the Big Ten. Does meeting or exceeding expectations make you an elite-level coach, though? Is the question. Mm-hmm. It depends on the expectations. And it Although they on... were not supposed to win the Big Ten last year. I think they exceeded expectations last year. Yeah. I'm yes. not saying that they didn't. I'm just saying that just because you exceeded expectations, I don't say, I wouldn't say. It's a small sample size for Howard. He's only been there a couple years, yeah. and one was a COVID year. I mean, last year was even a COVID year. And so, yeah. I'd also argue the uh, Michigan State only beat Michigan the first year because Isaiah Livers was hurt. Then he came back, and Michigan won. Uh, pretty easily. Yeah. And then last year they won because who cares? Michigan already won the Big Ten. But it's and then your, Eli Brooks got hurt. It's still your rival, and like injuries yeah. or not, you want to beat your rival. Yeah. They accomplished a bigger goal. I don't think they cared. Yeah. Anyways. But still, Ohio State won in three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, well. Um, <laughs> I think people are going to say Indiana is back because they win some early games, but then they miss the tournament. So I love how everyone made fun of, jo- of Michigan hiring Jawan, and then just two years later, people are trying to replicate it just because of how successful Jawan has been. So Mike Woodson got Trace Jackson Davis to stay. They got a lot of their guys back. Uh, I don't think I think they're gonna do the MSU thing where they win some early and then disappoint. Yeah, I can't imagine this coach like Archie Miller was a good, great coach at Dayton, but just couldn't really get it going at Indiana. I think it just shows how tough the Big Ten is and why he wasn't successful there. And I think that – I don't think that they'll be very good this year. I wonder if there's come any – Come Big Ten play. Uh, we're getting further and further away from it, obviously, but I wonder if there's uh, some seller's remorse from selling Tom Crean, from firing Tom Crean. Yeah. It was like a year or two after he won Big Ten Coach of the Year. Yeah. Uh, what's your third one? Uh, my third one is the Big Ten. I just said that they're tough, although they seem to be the best conference the last few years and even coming into this year, I think it looks like they're the best conference. But until they win a national championship, I don't think you can say they're the best conference. It's been over 20 years. Michigan State was the last one in 2000, and 
I just you gotta win. You gotta win it all if you want to be the best. So yeah, that's another one I disagree with. And we talked about it a little bit yeah. ahead of time, but I think saying the Big Ten is the best conference is like top to bottom, they're the best. Yeah. Not necessarily that they have the number one team. Yeah, and I, but, I get that, but but like I'm not saying that they have to have the number one team every year, but not win a single one in the last for 20 that long. years is yeah. Trey Burke's block was clean, by the way, in 2013, and then hey, you know, refs. Yeah. <laughs> if, it, if it was Ohio State and they <laughs> or Michigan State, if little Tommy Izzo was screaming at the officials, they probably would have changed the call and apologized. But uh, my number three. So in our last football one, I said. Or no, maybe it was the basketball one. Whatever. I previously had said Nebraska almost makes the tournament. Yeah. Hot take number three is Nebraska makes the tournament. Okay. They got five-star Bryce McGowans. Mm-hmm. They got his brother. They got some other pieces around him. I love Freddie Oiberg, the mayor mm-hmm. is his nickname. <laughs> uh, coach of the year, Freddie Oiberg. You can say this is a two-for-one special. Okay. They make the tournament. Coach of the year, Freddie Oiberg, if people are valuing a turnaround like I think uh, he will turn them around from last year to this year. Yep. Nebraska makes the tournament. Freddie Oiberg should win Coach of the Year if people know what they're talking about, so he probably won't even if they yeah. go undefeated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> who who would win in a fight? We're, we're, we don't have a whole bunch of content yet because games haven't started. Right. Who would win in a fight between, between Jawan Howard and Holtman? Um... You see, Holtman doesn't seem like a fighter to me. He seems like a nice guy, and Juwan, you've seen some fire from him at times, and he's also six foot nine. and I, I couldn't find Holtman's height online, and it really pissed me off. <laughs> he's but shorter than Juwan. He's shorter than Juwan <laughs> Howard, and yeah, I got Juwan Howard in a fight. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I said that Holtman looks like an assistant principal. <laughs> uh, I think he would go down with one swing, and he would just be curled up the rest of yeah, the time. I, Juwan's stomping his head while think, Holtman is praying for I think help. Holtman would hold his own just because, I mean, he's a Buckeye and it's a Michigan <laughs> player. Well, I mean, Michigan player, that. Michigan coach. Like, yeah. come on. He'd okay. hold his own. But I, I would take Howard with the, with the height advantage. All right, so the whole reason this even started, and going back to the, the football episode, is Juwan Howard almost possibly <laughs> could have ended – Mark Turgeon's life. So just one, we'll revisit it one more time. Yeah. Who would win in a fight between Jawan and Mark Turgeon? I mean, it's a silly question for the same reason. Jawan Howard's six foot nine. We already said this. He, he, in that series of events, seemed to be very scary in my opinion. And I would not want to mess with him. And I don't think Turgeon would want to either. Interesting. Uh, Mark Turgeon looks like the kind of guy who would yell and point at Juwan to start something and then pray to God someone holds both of them back yeah. uh, and then or, make stuff up just to save face. Or he'd come up with a cheap shot. He'd do a cheap shot or something. And then run and hide behind somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mark Turgeon looks like the kind of guy to underachieve in the tournament every single year, <laughs> be hated by his own fan base, and literally die if he ever got into any type of physical altercation. Juwan by 100. okay (laughs) whatever uh once games start we'll have some more to talk about but we wanted to help start kick things off to the basketball season tip tip things off kick things yeah (laughs) wanted to tip things off uh for the start of basketball season uh 
If you have any questions for us, feel free to to comment or DM or whatever. Um, If you have any segment ideas, let us know. But like, subscribe, follow, share, rate, review, all that. We're everywhere. Uh, Until then, buy your cider, your donuts at Quality Dairy. We'll see you next time. Pretty soon eggnog. Pretty soon eggnog. (laughs) Go Buckeyes. Go Blue.